from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome to the celebration of the daily televised Mass on this feast of St. Thomas the Apostle. My name is Father Michael Coots. The televising of this Mass is made possible by a contribution from Gladys and Peter Pinto from Mississauga, Ontario. This Mass is being offered in Thanksgiving for their 60th wedding anniversary and for the gift of their children and grandchildren. On behalf of everyone and in our televised community, our thanks to Gladys and Peter for the gift of this Mass. And we wish you, Gladys and Peter, a happy 60th wedding anniversary. During this time of pandemic, we have had the beautiful blessing of St. Thomas at this time. Blessed are those who do not see and yet believe. And so with that sense of belief, that sense of faith, let us enter into this Eucharist. Lord Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the light to all nations. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us praise God now as we say, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, amen. Grant, Almighty God, that we may glory in the feast of the blessed Apostle Thomas, so that we may always be sustained by his intercession, and believing may have life in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, whom Thomas acknowledged as the Lord, Jesus, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the letter of Paul to the, the Ephesians. You are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In Christ, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. The word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks. 
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Thomas called the twin, who was one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But Thomas said to them, Unless I see the mark of his nails, of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hands in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then Jesus said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my sight. Side, do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to Thomas, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. The Gospel of the Lord. The Sunday after Easter is now called Divine Mercy Sunday, but ever since I was a little boy, it was called Doubting Thomas Sunday. Thomas got a bad press from people only because he said, I will not believe. What Thomas was actually doing was putting into words what the rest of them had in their thoughts and their minds and didn't have the guts to say it. We are told on Easter Sunday that the women went to the tomb and came back and told the disciples, told the apostles, and we are told they did not believe the women. Then we have the two, two uh, companions, Cleophas and his companion, who went off to Emmaus because they had hoped and they have, their hopes were dashed. But nobody ever said about them 
you know, doubting Pete or doubting John or doubting Cleo, but they call him doubting Tom. And so he really got a bad reputation. But when you come to think of it, either you or me, if somebody came and told you somebody had risen from the dead, would you believe? Somebody has put it so beautifully, how could one believe in the risen Christ without the benefit of the appearance of the risen one? How could you believe? We have to see in order to believe. Now, if that's the case, then what's the problem with Jesus saying, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe? It would take too long to explain the whole thing here, but I'll give you two clues on how we could understand this phrase of Jesus, blessed are those who see, who haven't seen and yet believe. Just because we see something does not automatically mean we believe. We have to make a choice to believe. The scribes and the Pharisees, what did they see? They saw that the prophecy of Isaiah was taking place in this man called Jesus. Isaiah said, the spirit of the Lord has come down upon me. He has anointed me. And because of that, the lame would walk, the blind would see, the deaf would hear, and the good news would be brought to the poor. And Jesus did precisely that. The scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they saw, but made, they made a choice. We will not believe. Just like Thomas, I do not believe. But that was a choice on their part. Another reason also is, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. What we see is not very often the reality. And we have that in the very sad case of Jean Vanier. We looked at him, he was a wonderful man, he did wonderful things, he set up the Lash community, what we saw was somebody that was good and famous. And then other things came to light, which we did not see. So you cannot really, really believe in what your eyes actually see. And so if the risen one was there, how would you believe? It is a choice, it is a decision, and in that sense, we are blessed. But Thomas gave me and gave us something even more beautiful on this day. Look at what Thomas said. Unless I put my finger into the holes that the nails have made, unless I can put my hand into his side, I will not believe. If you look at Thomas, what did he say? He didn't say, look, I know Jesus was one who stilled the stormy waters. I want to see him stop a storm. Oh, I know that Jesus healed the lepers. I want to see him cure a leper, and then I'll know it is Jesus. Yeah, I've seen Jesus on the, <clears throat> on the way down from Bethphage to Beth Jerusalem when they wanted to make him king. I would like to see that Jesus, and then I will believe. But Thomas does not ask for any of those. Thomas wants to see what everybody wants to see today and what makes the church credible today, the fact that Jesus had suffered and died. And that's the only thing that will make the church credible today. A lot of people have stopped coming to church because of the sex scandals and other scandals as well, and rightly so. But there have been sex scandals among coaches and choir masters and Olympic coaches and 
even among families. But it is really terrible that a priest should do this. But that's not the main thing that makes a church lack credibility. What lacks credibility is when we become more and more clerical to the extent that we put people down, we have forgotten the poor, the hungry, the marginalized. We have forgotten the holes in the sides of the people around us. We have forgotten the holes that the nails were made through poverty, through hunger, through discrimination, and through racism. We have seen, not seen that. And that is exactly what we need to see today. Recently, one of my friends, who is 92 years old, told me, during this whole pandemic, I asked the parish priest to come and see me. He didn't even give me a phone call. I asked him, I said, Pudi, kindly bring me communion or somebody else can bring me communion. And he said to me, quite frankly, he said, there are so many people in the parish, there is no way we are going to be able to take communion to all of them. And in the next voice, he said, but you know that since nobody's coming to church, we are suffering very badly financially. And if you want, I shall come and collect your envelope this Sunday. And without batting an eyelid, and the 92-year-old said, sure, come and collect it, but bring me communion first. Never tackle with any seniors just because they look fragile. They are not senile at all. They are very alert, and God help you if you tackle with them. So what exactly is the good news of the gospel today? The good news is one that I heard from Baghdad, where all the parish priests of the whole city of Baghdad realized that because of the lockdown, so many were without jobs. So many were, couldn't pay their rent. So many lost their businesses. So many could not even buy food. So what did they do? They pooled all their salaries together. The entire set of parish priests in Baghdad, it amounted to 90 thousand dollars and they gave that towards the taking care of the poor in their parish and the diocese did not step back from this it what is the word i forget now it matched the ninety thousand and so they had all this money for the sake of the poor and they gave it and that made the church truly credible but when we come to thomas there was one more step and that step was the intimacy that Jesus had with Thomas. He didn't say, hey, Thomas, look. He says, come and see. Feel the nails. Feel my side. It was that intimacy of being called by name. And the same Jesus calls us in the poor, in the marginalized, in the immigrant, in the people that are discriminated against, in the homeless. They say to us as well, come and see. And at this stage, I can say with Thomas, I do believe my Lord and my God. God bless you all. <clears throat> Let us now pray together. Let us pray for our Holy Father, the Pope, Pope Francis, for Cardinal Collins, for our bishops, our deacons, our ministers in our community who continue to take care of the needs of our parishioners and of our faithful. For them, we pray to the Lord. Lord.
We pray for all those who are homeless and disfranchised, disenfranchised, for those who feel a lack of hope, who feel a lack of trust, who feel abandoned, and especially for our First Nations community who feels so isolated. We pray to the Lord. Lord we pray for an increase of vocations to priestly and religious life, for a blessing on married couples who would have been married during this month of June but and July, but will not be able to do so because of the pandemic. For them, we pray to the Lord. <coughs> Loving and gracious God, we bring all our prayers to you, those of our TV faith community of Gladys, of Gladys Pinto, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation. Through your goodness, we have this bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Through the mystery of this wine and water, may we share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become for us our spiritual drink. Lord God, be pleased to accept these gifts that we offer to you with humble and with contrite hearts. Pray, my sisters, my brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. We render you, O Lord, the service that is your due, humbly imploring you to keep safe your gifts in us as we honor the confession of the apostle St. Thomas and offer you a, pray, a sacrifice of praise. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. For you have built a church to stand firm on apostolic foundation, to be a lasting sign of your holiness on earth, and to offer all humanity your heavenly teaching. Therefore, now and for ages unending, with all the hosts of angels, we sing to you with all our hearts, crying out as we acclaim.
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Thomas, our Bishop, bishops across Canada and this entire people of God. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with St. Thomas and the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, and formed by divine teaching, we now dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin, 
safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not on our sins, but on the faith of this year church, and graciously grant a peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us extend a sign of peace to whoever is around us at this moment. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ bring us all to everlasting life. With those of you at home, join with me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. As though you were already there, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. O God, as we truly receive in the sacrament the body of your only begotten Son, Jesus, grant that we may recognize him with the Apostle Thomas by faith as our Lord and our God, and proclaim him by our deeds and by our life. Jesus, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass has been celebrated. Let us continue to proclaim Jesus by the way we live our lives. Thanks, thanks be to God. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. Please remember that all requests for prayers are included in our Prayer Intentions book and shared with all of our celebrants.